Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Bostecu. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Hello there, butt stinks. We're a week into January. So, I mean, I think it's about time I talk to an intuitive wellness masterclass giver and yoga teacher who preaches exercise being accessible for all. Yes, please. I'm hoovering with the amazing yogi Donna Noble. First things first. Thanks, okay, if you're telling people about this podcast. Keep on with that, if you will, please. One way to do it uh, is, uh, or at least to help more people see and hear about the podcast, is to give it a five-star review and to subscribe to it wherever you get your podcasts from. Um, You can support the podcast with your actual money, if you'd like, and you've got spares. Go to supporter.acast.com forward slash hoovering, and you can give a one-off amount at maybe like, I don't know, fiver for a couple of coffees. Um, or you can help me in a more regular way financially by becoming a patron. Go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see uh, all the hoovering related nonsense I will swap in exchange for your hard-earned cash from as tiny as two quid a month, um, including guest recipes and very, very exclusive content, regular video updates from me at the moment just for the patrons, and you can imagine how slick and professional they are. And they're just for them. 
Right, it also, last bit of admin, do you want to try Oddbox? It's the fruit and veg box that I get that um, salvages wonky or oversized or surplus fruit and veg that's perfectly glorious um, from uh, supermarkets or other places, restaurants or whatever that either have rejected it or aren't open at the moment. You can get a tenner off your first box. These are just, I think, for the sort of London and surrounding counties, I'm afraid, in the UK for now. You can get a tenner off your first box if you want to use a link in my podcast notes. It's also in my bio on Twitter if you're following at The Hoovering Pod and it takes a whole tenner off your first box, which makes it only a few quid. So go for that, I reckon. Right, now, let's get in to this lovely, lovely, lovely conversation. Donna is amazing. We met on the Zooms because of the Covids for a late breakfast of pastries and orange juice. Thank you very much for doing this and having breakfast with me. Yeah, I Um, do. You suggested orange juice and croissants, which nobody has ever. And I've been doing the podcast for three years now. (laughs) So that is a touch, actually. Yeah, Yeah, no, because I love croissants. Because normally I run out, because you know you'd get the pack of eight. And I said maybe... I don't like freezing them because I think they get water in them and they look the same. So I had them as fresh as possible. So I've run out. So I'll have to get to the shops at some stage this week and get some, get some more. Can't not have croissants in. I know, um, I know. <laughs> I've got a five-year-old who is over the moon. It's oh, been, really? It's been weird. Uh, it's been a little while since. In fact, I've, like, we've got pastries out, you know, mm. on walks from takeaway for calves and stuff. Yeah. Um, but he was like, oh, God, can I have jam on both sides? Can I have two? I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, God. This is so, I'm good. Morning. I'm glad. Monday oh, yeah. morning, January. Yes. Exactly. Yes, yes yeah, exactly. No. No, I'm glad I've been good for something. <laughs> yeah. Really great in your love for croissants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Totally. And um, to describe mine, I went... I've um, twice in the last week been to Waitrose, which is a very posh supermarket for me. Um, but... <laughs> And it's a posh supermarket for anyone. If you're thinking Waitrose isn't your posh supermarket, you're the queen. Yeah, exactly. Um, then, but because, and here's a little heads up, they've got, they've trust their customers enough to have left their toilets open. And I don't know about you, I'm having to take my kids for my sanity out on lots of like outdoor adventures. And there comes a point where, well, he can have a wee in the wild because he's a child, but yeah. I can't do that. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, we've basically been doing tiny little Waitrose shops. Just for a wee. Yeah. And Waitrose do, uh, they do a seedy croissant and I'm a savoury mm. head. Like, I don't love ah. sweet stuff. And so yeah. I've put a little bit of, and a friend for Christmas... A secret Santa got me this posh cheese. Oh, very posh. Yeah, nettle mm. bed, creamery Bix. Okay. It's like a kind of um, really subtle, creamy brie type cheese. Yeah, type of cheese. Yeah, yeah. I was going to suggest that, yeah. a bit that, yeah. of tomato in there. And it mm. is so nice. And it, look, it does look lush. I've got my boring cornflakes, but that's me, you know. Do you have your cornflakes hot? Yeah. <gasps> Talk me through this. That's that's <laughs> yeah. nice to me. Yeah, I had mine hot. I've, I've, oh, yeah, that's why I've been brought up always to have it hot. And then maybe yeah. during summer, if I go somewhere in Europe, even then I said, "Can you warm the milk up?" So I, I yeah. How funny! Yeah, I yeah. know lots of people who have their Weetabix hot. I just have yeah, never heard of it with it. the cornflakes. I'm going to try yeah, that. Yeah, especially now that it's and now it's cold. You know, you want the warm to be the milk mm. to be to be warm you know you don't want anything cold so yeah no, that, that time of year you yeah so yeah so. it's weird isn't it what people do and you don't realize well this is it I and mean, this is why i love doing this podcast because mm. 
you know, everybody assumes that whatever they grew up with is yeah, what is the norm. Does. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yeah. <laughs> and it turns out, actually, as much as we are all one and all connected, yeah. mm-hmm. we're all really different, actually. Too. Exactly, you do. And we do um, like things in different ways as well. A hundred percent. And it's so funny, I, I, I test the boundaries of my open-mindedness all the time in the sense that I'm like, no, I don't, you know... You, just because you don't like something a certain way doesn't mean it's a bad way to have it. That might be, you know, it's how people exactly. have their thing. That's how people do their thing. And then every now and again, something makes me go, oh, no, no, no. No, that's not okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like with me and Marmite, it's like, no, it's not, that's going to happen. I won't even try it. But <laughs> <laughs> it sniffed it once and went, not for me. No, no, no. I've even got, I think I've sniffed it. Yeah, that's put me off. But it's like, yeah. And it's got such a strong, um, a strong odor anyway. But mm-hmm. if it's in the vicinity, you'll smell it. So it's like, you, you'll smell it before you see it. And it's like, no. Yeah. <laughs> if you, it's one of those funny things, Marmite, isn't it, where if you described it objectively, you, it, it's a hard sell, isn't it? They've obviously had to go for the love it, hate it thing because if yeah. you were, it's like a sort of tar. It's like a black tar that you eat. <laughs> it yeah. like, looks like the stuff that looks like it's bubbling on a road before the road <laughs> is finished. It smells of like ink and um, yeah. like leather. Um, and it's made of yeast. <laughs> yeast. Yeah, 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 yeah. The marketing guys had a t- the marketing guys had a tough one with that one. <laughs> Such a tough one. <laughs> but I want to talk about um, I want to talk about all the things you are because it's amazing. Mm. You're a yoga teacher, uh, amongst other things, an intuitive well-being coach, mm-hmm. and I want to get into that. Yeah. Um, a writer, uh, an anti-racism warrior. Yeah. Um, and. And you've also, as a yoga teacher, founded Curve Some Yoga. Curve Some yes. Yoga. Yes. Um, I want, talk to me, please, about all of this. Um, okay. the, the, so it's just, just f- because we're talking right at the beginning of January. Okay. Yeah. Um, for anyone listening later. And um, there are two hashtags on your social media recently that just brought me so much sort of joy and solace. Yeah. yeah. Um, yoga has no size. And also health intention 2021, take weight off your mind. Yeah. And the both things that are like, hallelujah, <laughs> like so refreshing. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I want to talk about Curse and Yoga and because I think there's probably going to be a lot of people looking, but I, I don't know if you get this. I, I think we've probably singing from the same hymn sheet in terms mm. of um, the toxicity of the diet industry and the, the the enormity of the noise of that right now. Yeah. Um, and likely, whenever we come out, we've just gone at time of talking into lockdown again. But mm-hmm. whenever we come out of a lockdown, I've found over the course of this last year that that noise has been January level again yeah. and again yeah. in the world. Yeah. And we've it's possible to make this joyful echo chamber for yourself by Mm. following the right people on social media by reading informing yourself you know having the right types of therapies etc but i still feel like the world at large is full of other other noise than that you know full of parents giving kids weight loss books for christmas that's what the world is actually full of still so i mean uh, there will be a lot of people listening or a lot of people generally in the world who are about to start, who want to move their body. Yeah. Um, but for for one reason or another, are, don't feel like they can do that. Either they mm. don't feel like they're in the sort of body that's allowed to do yoga, go to a gym, whatever, be seen moving in public, or... Um, 
or their intention is to lose weight. Yeah. So there'll be a very negative association with whatever movement it is they then go on to start doing. Mm. So I don't know where to start really with my questions. We can just talk generally around it. Or I mean, it was going to start with maybe like, can anyone do yoga? Of course, absolutely. My hashtag is yoga has no size. And that's the hashtag that um, resonated with you. And that is so, so true. We're, We're born yogis. We're born yogis, Jess. Have you seen a baby on their back with their big toe in their mouth? That's called happy baby pose. And we do that in yoga. I love it. I love it. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And that's exactly it. And even in in the womb, Jess, we're doing mudras. You know, you see children doing hand variation, a thumb and index. Those are mudras, you know, signs. So for me, that proves we're born yogi. So absolutely. And unfortunately, it's the imagery that we see around yoga that lets people believe they don't have a yoga body. But absolutely, everyone has a yoga body. A yoga body is a, a myth in itself. But if we have to have one, everyone's got one. If you do yoga and have a body... You're a yoga body. That's as simple as that. Yeah, perfect. It boils down to that thing, doesn't it? Of um, um, I, I sort of fell in intellectual brain love with a um, a, 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 a fitness instructor once in a gym, in a, like a chain gym, yeah. who's um, at the end of a class had said. Um, do you want to know how to get a bikini body? And like, you know, everyone had gone, and I'd gone, oh God, and she went, put a bikini on. And I was exactly. like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> or, or even more simply, Jess, if you, if you can breathe, you can do yoga. And there's, a, you know, there's bed yoga, there's chair yoga, there's something for everybody. It's a style of yoga for everybody. It's just finding the style of yoga that resonates with you. And that's why I love the body positive movement. That's why I got into yoga to disrupt it for exactly this reason that people see this typical body of a yogi, someone tall, slim, their leg behind their head in Bali. And yeah. they automatically think I can't do yoga, but that's completely, completely wrong. You know, mm-hmm. if you're doing child's pose on a yoga mat, just that's yoga because you're breathing. The fact you're breathing consciously, that choose yoga. There's so much more mm-hmm. to yoga than the asanas. And that's what we're sold is that imagery. That's yeah. why people uh, miss, um, uh, um, what's the word? They they have the mindset that they can't do yoga because and have to do something before they even venture on a yoga mat. But we're born to to move, just fundamentally. You know, stop a, stop a child from moving, and what happens? So we're born to move our bodies. You know, everything explodes internally, if not externally, if you stop yeah. a child from moving. Exactly, yeah. and that's what we're born with to move. And if yeah. we don't move, just we lose the mobility, the flexibility we have. And, and I'm finding that with myself right now because of lockdown, mm. I'm not out as much. So I'm yeah. having to constantly work like on my hips to make sure that I, I you know, it's like WD-40. My hips are like that right now. I need WD-40 and yoga is that for me. <laughs> it's yeah. Because you don't, it's like you don't use it. Can I repeat it? You lose it. And it is so, yeah. so true. It's a and simple it, statement, but it's true. It's so, I think it's a funny one as well in lockdown where, so my favorite type of moving my body is weightlifting. And yeah. um, and uh, my gym has gone online, which is amazing. And they've loaned out some equipment and stuff, which is so kind oh, of them and amazing. Yeah. But um, it, there's something. Um, whereas with yoga, it's like actually, I don't know. You tell me, actually. Like I, I think 
there's something about being part of a group when you yeah. when you have learned when you found a safe happy joyful group of people to do your type of movement with yeah. it's really lovely um, yeah. but um you know my thing requires lots of bits of it require big heavy weights and certain equipment and a type of bouncy floor whereas yoga yeah. actually it's kind of like running in the sense that well even then even running you know yeah. you need an outdoor space yoga you can kind of do anywhere anywhere it's absolutely and with minimal space you know you don't you, you don't you need a yoga mat to do yoga you can have you can use a towel you can use a rug you know a surface is not hard ideally and just do yoga however you want to i mean when i started yoga back in the late 1990s, I was wearing my tracksuit bottoms. I didn't have, there was no such thing as yoga wear at that point. So I, I wore what I had for doing other activities yeah. and that yeah. was fine and it wasn't frowned upon, but then suddenly it becomes popular. Then you start having specific clothing that you need to wear. And that's when it, it, you know, it becomes, you need this or that before you start yoga. But to do yoga, you can just start where you are right now today. Just wear loose, comfortable clothing. That's the only prerequisite and to come with an open mind. I love it so much. What might people gain from starting yoga? You can gain so much. Yoga j um, just changed my life. But, you know, I, I, really? I didn't start out and plan to be a yoga teacher. I became ill and yoga mm -hmm. gave me my health, number one. And it helped me to change my career because it allowed me to see that the life I was leading or living wasn't, didn't, didn't, um, reconcile with what I wanted. I wasn't happy. I was, I had all the, the things that society told me would make me happy, but I wasn't happy at all. And yoga gave me that, gave me that insight to let me realize that I wasn't happy. It allowed me to see, to connect my, connect, really connect my mind to my body and to make those changes. And I've not looked back ever since. But oh, if God, you start so a yoga practice, just, <laughs> if you start a practice, to hear it. And also, as yeah. you're talking, I don't know, it makes me, for the first time ever, actually, realise, oh, God, it's so interesting. I talk a lot about eating. It's obviously a podcast about eating, but intuitive eating. Yeah. And actually, the, as you're talking, it's making me realise for the first time that there's a really glaringly obvious bond between um, the connection that you can get from movement that you love. Yeah, And exactly. especially like something like yoga where your breathing connects your body yeah. to your yeah. mind. Yeah, exactly. And your soul and all of those things. Yeah. And it's this sort of this connection to how you feel, feel what's yeah. really going on. Yeah, yeah. That is huge if, if you're trying to learn how to eat intuitively that's yeah, exactly like hearing, it is, it is. Yeah. hearing all the noise of your body, body. Not just, yeah. not just being able to hear yeah. when it screams exactly you're listening to your body yeah, yeah but you're listening to your body really understand the signals it's giving you you know before yeah. like i may have a tummy i maybe have a tummy ache before Jess, and it'd be like, oh, I ate something that maybe didn't dis disagreed with me and it's like no no now that's not that it's like what did i do where, where was, who was i around you know, then I can sort of replay and understand what it what it is, and I can really listen to my body. Like if I got a bit of an, an ache, what did I do? Oh, my handbag! I might have been carrying it the wrong way, or it could be a sign of stress. And it's so funny. I, I was I had a session with my cranial osteopath yesterday, and I said, oh. Um, I said, there's something going on with, 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 with a part of my body. And he said, oh, yeah, I can see. And he went, and he went your right shoulder. And before I even said it, because I, I, it was a Zoom call, I, my shoulder almost like hurt before I even spoke, started to come down. 
So I began to see. So I had, unconsciously had the tension there. But because yeah. I, it went, and I, I, I went to laugh, but my unconscious, I didn't, it was a conscious thing. I took the shoulders down. Because we hold mm. tension, we don't know, especially now in lockdown. We're over a computer, we're hunched. And we have tension in so many ways. And I sometimes used to think, just that I was relaxed, but I grind my teeth and I discovered it's a sign of stress. Mm. So you're doing it in your sleep. So consciously you're aware, but not in my sleep. Sometimes I grind my teeth because I'm stressed. So it manifests itself in any way. Another way that I discovered I'd stress, um, and I just thought, I, I used to have a dry cough all the time. I thought, oh yeah, I'm really healthy. I thought that I, I, you know, I was able to eliminate that cold that was coming. And then someone said, no, no, that's your stressor. And I said, what? They said, when you're stressed, your body gives you a sign. And mine was the dry cough. And the time that I was able to prove that, Jess, I was in Nottingham, I believe it was. I went to a a coaching course. I was coming back and we were running a little bit late. So to run for the train. And so we jogged along. I don't run for anything. I had to run for this one. If I missed that train, it would have taken a long time to come to London. And I said to my friend, we can stop. And I goes, no, let's keep running. So we ran. I got to the station, Jess, and I coughed for about 15 minutes. No amount of water, nothing stopped it. But when my body returned to normal and relaxed, it went. Yeah. So I was in a stress and that proved to me. And I don't get that dry cough anymore because I was able then to tune in and relax more. So it eliminated it for me. So it did prove the point that it was a stressor. Um, and, that, and that's the thing. And we have this and we don't realize it. We think, oh, it's a bit of a cold. Oh, cold's going around. Um, I think I'm getting that. We just dismiss it. But if we get to the root cause, which yoga can allow us to do, we can eliminate that and, 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 and lead a, 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 a stress, a st- less stressed life, you know, so without anxiety. Yeah, it is. I always thought yeah, it's, um, the wealth of it's so funny that like grinding teeth is like a, um, I always thought it's hereditary because my five-year-old does it yeah. um, and his dad yeah. d- would do it um, in his sleep and I'm yeah. like, oh God, well, it must just be hereditary. Um, but then just this morning, yeah, yeah, his first stressed. ever online teaching from his school teacher yeah. ever ever because he's only just started yeah. school uh in september so this is the first time we've had to do homeschooling and then just before we logged on i was like right i'm gonna get you a water i'll get you a pen and i'll sit with you for it and he started grinding his teeth then so i was like yeah. oh that is your nervous you're nervous yeah yeah Flipping yeah. heck. Yeah. Ugh. But at least you're able to see that and be aware. And that's yeah. also what, that's, and that's what yoga gives you, um, Jess, because it allows your mind, body to connect. But then you're more aware, like you're aware of what was going on with, with your son, that you mm. put the two together and realized it's a stressor that he has at this young age. So you can work out why and help to eliminate that, to let you know that there's no need to fear maybe school or whatever's going on but unconsciously we sometimes don't even know what we fear but it comes out in that sort of way yeah totally isn't it funny let's talk about why there's um i think i want to talk about why there was and is still such a desperate need for a space for learning let's say yoga specifically or any sort of movement I think mm. that feels genuinely inclusive um, because I think there's a lot of people who I don't know let's say perhaps always been in an athletic looking body mm. um, or are in any of the ways that people are extra privileged privileged mm. who would be like what that no one can like anyone can walk into a yoga class anyone yeah. can walk into a gym yeah. and you're like yeah, mm, yeah. yeah I want to talk about that because yeah. 
But yeah. that's privilege, Jess, because yeah. they've never had to feel as though they didn't belong because the space they're entering maybe is advertising to them. So they fit into what society is telling them is a yoga body or how we should look. So they wouldn't understand that. Because I had that so many times when I started to, when I created Curves on Yoga, I've got so much pushback. Why, you're creating division, creating a space for women that are curving. It's like, you're so lucky that you can go into a yoga space and not have an issue. But there are women or individuals that want to try yoga and because of how they look, don't feel it's an option for them. And by doing so, I'm encouraging individuals that are invisible in certain spaces to come into a space where they can feel comfortable, where they won't feel judged, where they can feel safe, where they can really be who they want to be. Yeah. Oh, it's lovely. Um, all right. I mean, it's a podcast about eating, so we should talk about eating. Okay. Quite specifically. Um, is part of your um, intuitive well-being coaching to do with eating and mindful, like ideas around people concerned around weight and stuff like that? Because yeah. I have, uh, for context, about 32 years of being on a pointless diet and yeah. uh, lots of disordered eating and stuff and saw them, yeah. like, had some amazing therapy. Still on a journey, probably always will be. But, um, you know, oh, God, that's probably the most succinctly I've told anyone that. <laughs> I've just got it out of the way. That's where, and that's yeah, where the podcast is coming from. <laughs> yeah, um, okay, yeah. And I'm a big fan of, I think, kind of, to be frank, just giving less fucks about eating. Like, I think yeah. I spent so much of my life with it being... And it, I'm still obsessed with food and I love eating, but I do, and I love planning mm. what I'm going to eat, but it's not yeah. now in a way of like, well, I've had that, so I'm not allowed that, you know, mm. I've let go of all that. Yeah. But does that come into your intuitive well-being coaching? It, 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 yeah, it, it, it does, because what I believe and the reason why I be, the body knows what it needs, Jess. You know, when we come into this world, Jess, we, we are able to communicate in a way that we want. We want food. A baby will come into this world and be screaming, "I want milk" or whatever. We want to feed the baby. And conversely, when a baby knows they're full, they'll spit out the milk or the breasts or whatever, and yeah. the, the body knows. But we then start to buy into what society tells us is how we should eat and our upbringing. When I was younger, what I used to do, Jess, and I still kind of do it now, but I didn't have an issue about food. I used to like sweet food a lot. I wouldn't eat anything that wasn't sweet. And I became very clever at, at hiding that. Um, but I used to have my plate of food and I used to eat from this, the center and put it around, leave on the, 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 the edges so it didn't look as much. And I still do it now, but they, they were aware of what I was doing. But what I discovered, Jess, about intuitive eating and an example of me really, I don't find the body knew what it wants to do is when I went to LA and I did my Bikram teacher training course and I was told, you're in a hotel, Donna, you're going to be there for nine weeks. You just have to eat what you can. You don't have time to cook and eat properly. And I was doing mm. two classes a day, Jess, every single day. So I was getting the balance, but I was exercising. But maybe in week five or six, I kept craving Coca-Cola. Don't know why. After my second class in the evening, Jess, I had to go and have like a pint glass of Coca-Cola. And I think that showed me that I was deficient in something. So my body craved that deficiency through mm -hmm. the Coke and I got it and I was fine. And as soon as I left that environment, the need for it went because I was getting it in the correct way. So that to me shows me, intriguing my body knows what it was doing. But it's also like, if you go on a, a diet, Jess, and the body will do its best to make you survive. 
So some will go on a diet and the first few days it's like, oh yeah, I've lost a few pounds because the body doesn't know what's going on. But after day, whatever, how many days, is the body starts to know what's going on with Donna is she starving herself then it starts to conserve the fat then it's like you're not losing the weight anymore and then you start to slow down just because like the body's like you've got no any drug around the part but we then push ourselves and then certain the body starts to adapt to what's going on so we become stressed just because we start thinking about food so the body's and, and then we start to think about food more it's not a, a sign of failure it's the body thinking I want Donna to eat. So I wanted to think about food more. So she'll eat. Exactly. Exactly. To to get you fed. Your stomach starts rumbling. These are signs that you're hungry. It's like, I want Donna to know she's hungry. So what can I do? What can I switch on to make her understand this? And the Mm. same way, if you have a a meal, it's like the senses, you know, are, are turned on because it wants you to taste more. And conversely, your body will shut down if you're not eating correctly. Like I've had friends that their menstruation cycle stopped because the body's going, wait a minute, Donna's doing something to her body here. She can't deal, her body can't deal with having a child right now. So let me switch off that hormone. And then when that's been um, reversed, Jess, then my friends again have said, oh, my, 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 my periods have returned because the body is healthier and can deal with that. And so that's why I believe that, uh, you know, the body intuitive knows. It's like with me, I love cream eggs and I haven't seen it this year, but normally Christmas cream eggs come out. They come out early every single year. And I will go and I will buy loads of cream eggs, Jess. It's really interesting that I think hearing your, um, your sort of history with finding your connection with your intuition and body and mind connection in terms of eating historically and stuff i think it is i think every now and again we get a reminder don't we that um uh our body will give us quite a glaring one like when your bod was like uh you need whatever sugars and minerals are in coke like at the end of that day of exercise i remember and often those often we often we have to let it get quite extreme to be able to hear it because i think we are so busy and um and our eating patterns have been in our society and in lots of western cultures anyway so disconnected from us listening to our hunger you know we're encouraged to listen to our fullness ish yes but less so our hunger yeah um and it's um oh god it's it's complicated isn't it actually i found it incredibly hard to hear what my body wants unless it's screaming you know i remember once i I got into swimming once i love swimming and um i got into a few times i did long swims you know for charity for something to aim towards and i I loved it but there was one time i was training for one and um after that day i always brought lucasade as well as water with me for to have on the side because there was one day i was swimming and every i'd stop every certain amount of lengths and have a sip of water but there was one time i was swimming and I started to taste salt in my mouth, which is apparently like, because you don't, can't feel your sweating with yeah, yeah. some water. Oh. That's when you're like insulin's packing up. That's apparently when you're like really low on diorolites or whatever, on salts and minerals. Yeah. So I started to have, bring some leucosate so I could have a sip of something with, with a bit of glucose in it, basically, mm. for mm. in the middle of a long swim. It's so, but that, that feels to me like, that's like a body's like, <laughs> exactly. It's but, like, but if, excuse me. Please. Exactly. Yeah. 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 To the point where you can hear, yeah. like, exactly. Like, excuse yeah. me. Um, and also, I think acknowledging that it's not always. I think hunger is much more than. I don't know if you'd agree. Much more than a physical 
noise. Yes. I think emotional, emotional yeah. needs are, are real needs. I think that's a massive uh, misconception that some people yeah. have with with intuitive eating, would you no, think? I, I think so as well, because you know, because even like, I think you do know, because sometimes you think, well, you know, why am I irritable? And it's like, oh, I haven't eaten today or something like that. And, yeah. you know, you're, yeah, so there's different ways the body lets us know, but it, we have to just tap in to know that. It's almost like when you're dehydrated, the fact when you know you're dehydrated, it's at the extreme, you know, you're, you, you are, you, you know, so dehydrated, you've gone beyond that stage. You know, that, you know, and you, even like sometimes if I'm dehydrated, not so much now, I'd get cramps at night. So I know then I haven't drinking as much water oh, as yeah. I actually Yeah. Especially when I, if I'm teaching in a hot room, so I've depleted a lot of water. Yeah. And I think people talk yeah. negatively, especially women, but people talk negatively a lot because it's it's the noise that we're brought up with that like comfort eating is a bad thing. But it's good to yeah. take comfort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Take comfort where you can. Especially but it's the, the way in which we're so, you know, it is, it is actually because, you know, but <laughs> exactly. Okay. But, you know, but it's all this lockdown body and all this now, you know, mm. they've jumped on something else to yeah. beat us with, you know? Yeah. It's bullshit. So you mentioned cream eggs. Yeah, I have to ask, how, how do you eat your Cadbury's cream yes. egg? Everybody has a special way. I just, I just literally, the top, just bite the top and then get centre out and then eat the rest. <laughs> centre out with your hand or do you get a spoon out? You made that look no, like with you my, with, my, with my tongue with and then finger. just bite down oh, with my tongue. Nice. Yeah. Okay, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. I asked a podcast guest called Rosie Jones, a brilliant comedian, how she eats, um, if there's anything she eats in a ritualistic way. And she said cream eggs, and her answer took 20 minutes. Oh, really? No, mine's just, she's yeah, no, I get it in there as soon as possible. And she gets done, a yeah. kit off for a start. Oh, and she's in bed with it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, my God. Yeah. I, I have to listen to that one. Giving me, giving me ideas. <laughs> it's inspirational. It I'm is, it is. All inspired uh, by Rosie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should have a, uh, um, you know, do a pose. How do you eat your cream eggs? And, and send this, no, maybe not pictures, maybe pictures. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we don't need pictures of that, Rosie. Yeah, we don't need, yeah, yeah. Um, we'll get deleted off the Instagram. We do, yeah. Instagram jail say <laughs> <laughs> scrum diddly umptious and then you can be in my podcast want flexibility take yoga want flexibility with your health insurance check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company they offer flexible budget friendly medical dental and vision coverage that may be right for you more at uh1.com Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Talk to me about eating growing up for you. Um, who did the cooking in your house? What was the food like? Were you a fussy eater? Were you, you talked about liking sweet stuff. Yeah, I was definitely um, a fussy eater, yeah. Really? Yeah, definitely fussy. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, growing up, my, because we lived, um, it was my mother that did most of the cooking and it was sort of, um, and, and I think we were spoiled in that, there were some West Indian dishes that we would eat and some that we wouldn't. So we had like very conventional English dishes as well. So there was a mix of, 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 of the two. And I was fussing that I could maybe hide if I wasn't, didn't like something, didn't eat it. So I, I definitely try and eat the sweets as, as much as possible. And I think I, I live, I was so fussy that I really limited just what I ate and mm. I even went to Jamaica for a couple of years and I loved the food they, they had then. There's certain dishes that I did stick to those. I, my favorite dish is planting. My grandma, my grandmother mm. as well would cook, you know, fried planting. That was, again, it was sweet as well. So it had a, yeah. you know, it had an element of sweet in there as well. And, um, and, and it was funny because when I started working and I, what they used to have to do, Jess, I wouldn't eat a lot of dishes. Like they'd order a banquet of food, but I'd only stick to what I knew. <laughs> so, and they then changed that because what they would do, they'd get me a little bit drunk, Jess, put me beside someone that was incredibly chatty and then introduce all these things on my plate. And I, because I was a bit inebriated, I'd eat it. And that's how I expanded my, my palate. <laughs> so <what> did <laughs> with food I got a little bit tipsy and I just sort of snuck it in just sort of snuck in new foods and that's so, and that's so true because they could see and they thought oh Donna's you know it's like we'd go to a Chinese restaurant oh I'll just have some egg fried rice or fresh fried rice and nothing else yeah and they'd be like look have a and, I'm always, and, we'll talk. and I'm a person as well yeah, have a bit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We'll talk, and then say, oh yeah, okay, no, oh that's oh that's rather nice. And they tell me like afterwards, like you know, you ate prawn something or whatever, whatever. And it's like, oh okay, I did did That was many years ago, and it's so funny. Oh, and what I always do, not, if I not any advice you can really give out for people with fussy kids, sadly, is it? <laughs> Get them a little bit hammered, and then sneak it on their plate. <laughs> you, can, you can hide it you can hide try and hide it in, hide it in something you know like if you've got potato put a few few peas in there or something hide it yeah. kind of dis- disguise it as something else but no that was it and um, but I always and I still do if I go out and it's a choice between um, a starter and dessert dessert anytime that are the two really? yeah, yeah dessert any anytime unless it's and I, and I, there, there are very few starters that would let me forego dessert I, or I try and have all three but I then what I've done I'll, I'll try and create space <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I hear space you. For all three so yeah oh I've got more friends like you than <laughs> than I know people also like me I'm the opposite and yeah. like I take a starter over a pudding I really know pudding yeah but like it feels like physiological. That doesn't feel like something I've chosen. Yeah. That feels like yeah. it's just the type of taste buds I've got. Yeah. Isn't that funny? But I do like sweet things yeah, as well. Yeah, indeed, yeah. Um, 
Oh, I am um, a friend, local friend, made recently and gave us a little box of them. Um, a f um, these Mars bar fridge cakes. I don't know if Ooh, you've ever had them. I've not heard of those. Yeah. It's the stuff of dreams. You oh, you I make them okay. without ba any baking. You just sort of you melt loads of you melt twelve Mars bars with some golden syrup and butter and Rice Krispies, and then you melt more chocolate on top and then you put it in the fridge overnight and then you slice it up and oh my god we cut it up and we drove it round and gave it out to some local friends yeah oh it was it was i can't stop thinking about it ever since i ate it so i'm not not into sweet things is my point <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not into sweet things. Yeah, it, dep it, and it depends and on what it is as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Something like that, I'll yeah. be like, yeah, yeah, I'm dropping everything. Yeah. I've got plans yeah. for today. Yeah, exactly. Totally. And, and I feel I'm the same when, if there's so much I go to and I love their starter, then I'll have that. And, you know, yeah, because yeah, I, I, there's even like a, a planting starter, I might have that, mm. or if they've got like a, a saltfish fritter, then I'd have a little, you know, things like that. So, yeah, so I've like, never tried a saltfish no, fritter. No, it's, it's lovely. My mum, I, I keep, I need her to show me how to cook it or do it yeah. because I love it so much. One of my favorites from childhood, I'd love it. And uh, what does it taste like? It's like, so you've got the batter, so it's really nice and crispy. You've got the saltfish, mm. so you, it's that slightly and it depends on the, the, the seasoning they put in but it's really nice I love it I just mm. absolutely is love it, it really salty no it's not because I think because oh. what we do they soak the, the, the salt fish overnight to get rid of some of the salt Ah, to yeah. preserve, so it's preserved yeah. in yeah. salt so, yeah so you would have seen it in the shops yeah um Oh God! Yeah, okay. That yeah. needs to get tried, doesn't yeah. it? Get so yeah, because they, so they soak it to soften it, but also it gets rid of some of the surplus salt, so it's not too too oh. salty. Yeah, and then you've got the Ooh. batter, which is nice. So I need to get my mum to shoot. I'm going to show you one day because every once in a while she'll take picture me and do some. And yeah. um, but I need to really know how to do it myself. Actually, that's one of the things I should maybe do in this lockdown. Is I didn't really get into food cooking so much, and yeah. maybe now I should try and do. Yeah, a bit more. I got too into it, Donna, if it yeah. makes you feel any better. I got too into it to the point where I bored myself. And then <laughs> I, I, had to I, rebel. I cooked so much for the first month of lockdown one yeah. that, it, that I just, it sort yeah. of broke me. And then I was like, I'll just have a super noodles and takeaways for a week. And I was so, <laughs> the, the, suddenly the idea of cooking made me furious. Yeah, so everything in moderation. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah indeed, indeed. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I got friends. I think I was going to try going. I was going to try and go vegan, but I haven't quite got there yet. I'm pretty much vegetarian, but not vegan. I thought I've tried, but we're five days yeah. into January, so I think I'm a bit lost now. <laughs> but yeah, well, I don't I know. If, what's, what do you call it if you don't do the whole of Veganuary? Just call it Veganuary and stop yeah, yeah. there. Or late, late or something, yeah. yeah. No, but then vegan my body doesn't want to. If it was meant to, yeah. that's the thing about being intuitive. I listen to my yeah. body. My body's not maybe ready for it. Just, and that's how I, I, I go with the flow, so to speak my body will let me know when I'm ready for it and I'll embrace it in, in the yeah. way that it should do. So also, and also it's about going, well, I might not be ready for it. I think exactly. I, fl I flirted, I flirt with veganism. I have lots of vegan meals. Yeah. Um, but, and I think the other thing about veganuary is I'm down with it because of, because of the uh, environmental reasons that veganism is extraordinary. But there'll be a lot of people doing it to lose weight, and that makes me sad. Yeah, <laughs> it just makes yeah, me exactly. sad because it's like, well, you're going to do your yeah. body's going to do that thing where it gets a shock, it loses weight, and then naturally you realise it's not a sustainable way to live, or it starts making you sad, etc., etc., etc. 
Okay, this is a very silly question. Okay. There's no other option. Would you eat a person? No. No. <laughs> no. What if someone had like cooked the person beautifully? No, you're not doing it. She's shaking her head. <laughs> no, especially if I know them. No. I think my body would reject it. And this is my body very well. And my body, my my body's like saying yeah. no, and my head's like shaking. So I'm, yeah, yeah. No, it makes, sometimes just asking the question makes me like yeah, 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 exactly. Um, fun though, fun to ask. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What's my personality, Jess? After this, <laughs> what's the weirdest thing you ever eat? Eight. What's the weirdest the thing you've ever tasted? I'm quite fussy still. I think maybe snail is as far as I've gone. That's pretty weird. Yeah. Were you in France or somewhere where that's... In France. I think I took a tiny little morsel, so I wouldn't even say, but I did kind of... Uh, uh, and yeah, that's it. <laughs> Literally like... Take, yeah. I've done it. Licked it and gone, I've done it. I've tasted it. <laughs> yeah. What? yeah. Yeah, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, that's it. That's it. That's tasted it. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love what about it, you, Brian? Jess? The weirdest thing I've ever eaten is um, sheep's brains. Ooh. Yeah, I was in China traveling. Yeah. And um, I was in my early 20s and um, I was with a friend. We're both from the West Country on the southwest of England and um, we both love potatoes. And we'd been um, traveling across Russia and China for six weeks eight weeks and it we'd not had a potato for months for the for the, for the only time in our lives and we saw we were in an amazing city called xian and this street food vendor had this massive wok with what looked like fried potato in it little cubes of fried potato um and it smelled amazing we were like well maybe they're being fried in some kind of a you know delicious animal fat <laughs> Um, and we went and bought a portion of that and it turned out and we, as soon as it was in your mouth you realised that's not potato it was like a jelly and it sort of dissolved oh, no. and it was like oh, oh shit oh. and then we worked yeah. out what it was yeah <laughs> and did you continue I mean, eating it Jess did you, did you give no, up or did you finish it did you finish no, it no we or? gave up we no, gave okay. up that sheep gave its yeah. brain up for nothing and, oh sheep. dear yeah, yeah, it tasted like it's probably quite a clever one and everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what it tasted like. I shut it out in that way that you do with traumas. So you, you wouldn't be born. good on... I'm a celebrity then. I'm I a celebrity. You and I wouldn't be very good at that. Dog yeah. shit. The pair of us would yeah. be the worst bookings know, ever yeah. on that. Yeah, I know. They, they wouldn't get any food. Even when they're like... Yeah, the Netherlands and everyone have to starve. And that's literally we spend our whole career, Donna, shouting to the world, "Don't starve yourself!" And then we'd go on telly, refuse to eat the eyeball, or <laughs> and we'd starve of all of our teammates. The irony. <laughs> don't book us if you're listening, anyone. Don't book us. <laughs> you can book us, but yeah. we'll be we'll make it. We'll make it good telly. Yeah, we would actually. Would, yeah, yeah, you would actually. Yeah, you'd, we'd, be, we'd be, and they'd vote us to go and do the trials all the time when we come back. Like, sorry yeah. guys, no. <laughs> I can't do it again. But like, Jess, let's give it a go. And like, no. Come on, um Mmm, delicious.
the sky gets ill and goes a really weird colour, like the colour of a green highlighter pen. It's a nightmare. Photosynthesis stops. Everyone's got a permanent headache. No one knows whether it's day or night uh, or what the season is. Outdoor photos look terrible all the time. It's carnage. They've agreed to cure the sky, but only if you, and with it does have to be you, Donna, swim through 90 miles of tomato soup. It sounds impossible, but you do it. You're a hero. Your reward in reality is that you go down in history as the woman who saved humanity from the scary neon green sky, but your reward in the moment, and bearing in mind you're the happiest and the hungriest it's possible to be, is the fantasy feast of your dreams. So it's the opposite of a last meal in the sense that you're so full of joy and you're hungry. I would love to know if there was nothing, you know, nothing had to, none of this has to be possible. I don't really care about ethics, to be honest, certainly not healthiness nutritionally or anything like that. I just would like to know what the absolute feast of your dreams would be. What would you eat? What would you drink? And if anything was possible, you can bring back people from the dead, you can have celebrities, or you can have people close to you. If you'd, if the who would be there, and if there's a where, where would you have this feast? Okay. So um, uh, it would be it, it, the best champagne, magnums of champagne would be oh. my drink, first of all. And it would just be a mix of like the best crab, the, the best prawns, the, I'm not talking, you know, the best chick, well, chicken, not the best, but the chicken, and it'd be it, there that anything like planting with the galore, the, mm. the planting, oh my God. And there's a, a Jamaican thing called greater cake, which is coconut and it's dyed. I have that as well in drops. Uh, and I got, oh, what else? Um, not caviar for, not for me, but for others. But anything anyone inside will be there. Uh, anything that's really expensive will be there just for that 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 dish. But what I've gone through, tomatoes, soup or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. And I'd bring my grandmother back from, from the dead. I have my family there. And I'd have, yeah. I'd have their um, Martin Luther King Yes. Yes. And I'd have um, who else would I have there? I'd have James Dean there as well. Marilyn Monroe <sighs> would be there as well. And people that in everyday life, I'd have Oprah there as well. I can you know talk to Oprah and um, Helen DeGeneres. I'd like to have that Ellen. I'd love her there as well. And I think that's it. And then yes. and then I'd bring my inner child back as well. I'd bring my inner child back too. Oh, and Charles going to be the yeah. ones invited them before. Yeah, no, I'm going to be my This is nice. Yeah, so my inner child can see you're going to be okay. Oh, Don't worry about yes. all Yeah, you're going to be okay. If my therapist secretly listens to this podcast, which I hope she doesn't because it's very unprofessional, I hope she listens to that bit, Donna. She'll really like that bit about the inner child. Yeah, I'll bring my inner, yeah. child, I'll bring my inner child back. Just yeah. you know, some of the angst that maybe I went through to say, you know what, all that self-doubt, you know, just yeah. be who you are. Don't worry because whatever you think you should be, you're not going to be that. You're just going to completely flip the script and you're going to be okay. I love it. Thank you so much. Thank you for being a guest on this silly podcast. No, thank you. I actually, one, of, one of the best ones ever. I don't have to take myself seriously. I love the questions. I love how you made me feel relaxed. Oh. Um, so no, I, I'm, and the way it is all can happen, it was meant to be. And I'm happy that I... It's so yeah. lovely. Thank you yeah. so much. Mm, I'm in my tongue. What a glorious uh, and inspiring and calming and positive guest Donna was. 
Um, I love her and I love her work and I know you will too. If you're not already aware of it, get on it. She's on Instagram at Donna Noble Yoga and she uh, also created Curvesome Yoga, which is at Curvesome Yoga. Curve, C-U-R-V-E, some, S-O-M-E, yoga, you know how to spell yoga, all in a row. And subscribe to her YouTube channel as well. Why not? I just did for proper information about everything she's up to, including how to get taught yoga by her and all the other things she's doing, all the places she's speaking, etc., 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 just tap up her website. It is thenobleartofyoga.co.uk. Links to everything I've just said there and, of course, everything interesting that we mentioned throughout the podcast are, as ever, in the podcast notes. Um, if you want to try Oddbox, you can get 10 off your first box by using a link that's in my podcast notes or in my bio on Twitter. Make sure you're following at the Hoovering Pod on there. Follow at the Hoovering Pod on Instagram as well, actually. Why not? I'm trying to eat on it as regularly as possible. Feel free to support the podcast with um, lovely reviews, recommendations, or with cold, hard, actual cash money, either on Acast Supporter or on Patreon. Links as ever in the podcast notes for those things too. Follow me. I'm on social media at Jessica Fosterkin, usually whinging about my child and homeschooling at the moment. Anything longer than a tweet to send me, you can email me through my website, and that's also where I've listed my rescheduled, currently looking pretty optimistic, tour dates. But some of them should happen, some of them aren't until April. Go to jessicafosterq.com. Huge thanks to Acast for hosting the podcast. Hoovering is produced by Emma Corsham, and the music is by Mike Greenway. Until next week, happy hoovering. 